Hey, I'm Tim Kilroy. I'm the CEO of Adchemix, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. I'm thrilled because I have a entrepreneur, a female uh, app entrepreneur who has uh, an absolutely awesome website and an awesome app. And it's going to change your life in a way because you will be much fitter for uh, downloading this app. I want you to go to fitspark.com. It will help you go through the podcast, fitspark.com. Check it out, download the app and uh, also then come back to the podcast and listen to this amazing uh, guest. Uh, let me introduce uh, Tammy Weeder. She is the creator, the founder of this uh, fitspark.com and we're here to talk about her journey and uh, learn what we can from her so that it can help you in your app journey. So Tammy, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, can you tell us about FitSpark? What gave you, what, what, what was the spark for you that, that kind of led to FitSpark? Oh, honestly, I, um, the idea of FitSpark or the idea of this type of, of app had been rolling around in my head for probably a good three years. Um, I'm a mom of three young kids and I've always been actually involved in sport and fitness all my life, but once kids came along, it became more and more of a challenge with each successive child to get fitness into my regular daily routine. And I thought, you know, if I'm having difficulty doing this and exercise has always been a priority in my life, many other people must be. And I, I mean, I used to be a huge gym goer. I used to be there five, six days a week prior to kids. And fitness was a top priority in my life, especially as a physical therapist and as well as a group fitness instructor. It was center, at the center of my life. Um, but when I found after my third son that I had only been to the gym five times in two years, I realized I needed to do something to, um, get back in the game. And it wasn't until I discovered high intensity interval training and working out at home that it became a, a lot easier for me to be able to get back on that fitness horse again. And I thought, you know what, I need to, someone needs to share this with, with other people. And I thought, why not me? Well, this is just a great journey. First of all, uh, you know, I have two kids as well. I know exactly what it is. I used to do a lot of running and then the kids, twins as well, they came along and I did not do that much exercise. I can tell you that first year was crazy. Uh, It was just so, but so, I mean, it's great that you're, you're helping. Obviously you can help people without kids as well, but I have to ask you about the app. Uh, When I first opened it up, you have the most amazing user onboarding experience. We get a video. Is that you in the video? That is. And you know what? When I first um, signed on to do or decided to do this app, I had no intention of being in the app itself. But honestly, it came down to when I couldn't afford to have someone else be that person in the app. So uh, my developers like, well, you do fitness and, and, you know, you might as well be in the app and be able to help share your story. And so um, it was a huge leap of faith on my part because I'm used to the one being behind the camera, not the one in front of the camera. So it's been a something of a push for me to get outside of my comfort zone. But yes, that's me. So, so there's a lot of indie app developers listening to this. And I don't think many of us have actually put any uh, intro videos uh, or had a similar opening to, to your app. I wondered, it, has it, have you had any feedback on that? Do people generally like it? Because we always felt that you have to take them straight into the app. But you're giving them like a, a just a very quick uh, you know, like explanation about what the app is in in the form of a really cool video. Have you had feedback on that? Thanks. Yeah. Um. You know, it was it was 
it's been great. People have appreciated it. One thing I think I do have to add is get it onto my YouTube channel as well as into the app itself so that people can review it after that first view. As a lot of people have missed it the first time around, they just didn't expect it, so they, they missed it. Um, but I have to say, what I did when I was putting that video together uh, was I actually did some outtakes and bloopers and published that on my social media. And it was probably the most, I know it was the most liked and reached and shared um, video that I have posted of all my videos. And so it was kind of funny, but uh, it was great to connect with people and, and great to hear from people that way for sure. Tammy, you'll give me a really good idea about uh, bloopers. I've got, you want to honestly hear me trying to record some of the ads. It's just, there's about 15 takes of me swearing and, oh, and I got that wrong. I'm really tempted now, obviously, not possibly putting out, you know, my sponsors and uh, me getting it wrong. But uh, what a great idea. Well, honestly, it's it's something, again, this is so out of my comfort zone. I, I'm... As a professional physical therapist, I'm used to basically going out and speaking in front of large audiences doing corporate education, and that is perfectly fine for me. But to sit in front of a camera and stare at it in the face um, was something that I found a real challenge. And so, honestly, it took me, I'll be straight, two hours to do that one-minute video. <laughs> and so I, had, I really had to poke fun at myself and, um, and just share that with people because I didn't, it's something that, again, I just want to encourage people to just take that step and do something that might put themselves in a little bit of an uncomfortable position and um, good things come of it. So do you have access to like um, some backend statistics, for example, because I do love the way when you go into the app, you, for example, you don't ask for like a lot of details. It's just the email and a password to sign up. Uh, and there's some very basic instructions to, to go through. Do, have you spent uh, any amount of time testing that that kind of first part of the app and, and whether you're actually losing people or, or, or whether they, they get through the whole sign up process? Um, you know what? I haven't. We have not dug deep into the app analytics yet. Um, we just launched, this is actually a third month anniversary now of, of having launched it. So, um, you know, there, that's something that as a first time developer and someone who knew nothing about tech a year and a little bit ago when I started this, um, sometimes I don't even know what I don't know. And I think app analytics was something that um, I have to say I have to do a little bit more work on and I have to ensure that we get that in there so I can understand a little bit more about what's going on behind the curtain. And um, yeah, no, I think that'll be something that definitely needs to be focused on in the future. Uh, okay, Tammy. Well, I, th I think we're talking to a lot of uh, people are getting very inspired right now, which is like you, you're not like a coder. You haven't got a programming background. You come from health and fitness and this is something that's really you're passionate about but you've managed to deliver a really awesome app perhaps you can go back to that kind of year and a bit ago when you started the whole process of trying to get this into the app store how did you start did you have to fund it yourself perhaps you can walk us through that journey because i think it's, it could be very inspirational and could inspire someone else to do the same thing I hope so. Um, you know, honestly, I have to say it was a terrifying decision to make. Um, I, I was at a point in my physiotherapy career where I was looking at a fork in the road. And I, you know, had been doing my job as a physical therapist for 15 years with a company that I, I dearly had attachments to, um, but also had a lot of work in the management area that I was getting less and less enthusiastic about. And so at that point there, I ended up actually taking a course online um, with someone who's become a huge mentor of mine uh, that actually led me down the road to eventually um, putting the app as an idea out there uh, onto the 
freelance world on the internet. And that's how I really got into it. It started out as just a pure exercise. Hey, try this, post this, see what happens. And if you don't want to, or if you think, oh, I changed your mind, you can just take it down. But I posted it, uh, the, the, this desire for me to put a fitness app out there and got crazy response to it. And this is December of 2013. And so I woke up the next morning and had something like 70 some odd proposals to work on this app with me from all around the world. And at that point, I felt somewhat committed um, and went through the process of whittling down the, the developers to the point where I had two that I was going back and forth between before I chose one. And honestly, I have to say it was totally my husband who backed me and cheered me on and sort of said, and gave me the shove, honestly, in the end to say, hey, Tammy, you know what? I totally believe in you. I believe in this idea and um, we can do this. So let's, let's give it a shot. And so, no, I have to give total kudos to my husband for not only giving, getting me started, but also supporting me along the way morally and, and uh, physically here at home. Well, and also I should imagine like your kids, uh, they, they can say, hey, mommy's an app developer. Or an, or an app entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, I've, I've done what I can. I mean, I, it, this app has taken ridiculous amounts of time that I did not understand would be involved um, from the beginning. But they have been so amazing. And, you know, they've each had small contributions to the app. Um, for example, my five-year-old Simon was the one who, on the human graph, if you see on the screens, they have kind of this uh, see-through clothing. And it was him who came up with that idea because he had the developers initially designed the person with no clothes whatsoever. And I didn't have a problem with that coming from the medical field, but I uh, felt that some may. And he said, well, why don't you just put invisible clothes on them? And so, you know, things like that, they see that they have contributed to the app. And um, I'm glad to have them be able to look in and see that from, from their point. So it's been really uh, excited uh, to include a family in this. And I also like, I, I, there is an issue at the moment with women in tech. And you're, you, you, um, you may have heard of this, uh, I guess, primarily in the US, you know, US and the West. Uh, but we've had like other women mums on this show who have uh, created these amazing apps that have, have, have been extremely successful. Uh, how hard is it to do this whilst, I guess you do have, you know, as you say, three kids, you didn't have much time for running, let alone build an app. Uh, how did you manage all your, you know, commitments to, to get this thing done? Initially, it was just flying by the seat of my pants. I have to be really honest. <laughs> um, but again, I, I am so lucky to have such great support around me, my family, my extended family and friends. And uh, they've all made huge contributions in their time and, and whatnot and their resources to be able to help me out with this. And and being from a smaller city in, Cam in, in Canada, it's been uh, something that I've, I've come to rely on and come to really appreciate. But in the end, really what I've really tried to do, and it's been a life-saving thing, is really just try to get as organized as possible and try to parcel my hours in in ways that are uh, productive and have started to build more systems and it really took me quite a while to do that to be honest and I kind of hit a wall at one point and said I just don't know how much more of this I can do I'm exhausted and I caught myself at one point saying oh I got to bed early last night and my husband said 1 30 in the morning is not early <laughs> <laughs> so it was a wake-up call and uh, you know now it, the internet and technology has just given us so many tools that have helped me to become a lot more organized and develop systems and, and being able to streamline my work days so that I can, I can get this done. Now, Tommy, this is a very genuine podcast. We love to you know, reveal the truth. And imagine that you're now uh, speaking to a, a listener who has a number of kids looking for a project, looking to you know, possibly get into app development. Would you say it's worth it given your 
you know, you, you mentioned December 2013. So um, would you recommend uh, that people go down the same path, especially women with kids, to go down the same path as you've gone down? You know, honestly, I would look at this as another job. It is truly for me. I actually ended up um, uh, leaving my job uh, last May. So after I started development of the app, not because of the app, but just I just wanted to look at, like I said, taking another direction with my physical therapy profession. Um, but in the meantime, took advantage of that time to uh, that hiatus to be able to really work on this app full time. And without that, I don't know, honestly, if I could have got where I am as quickly as we did. Um and so it's only been in the last month or so that I've gone back to doing a little bit of, of physical therapy just twice a week, more just because I'd like to keep my hands in the profession. But um, it's something that I would really honestly look at as being a full-time job. I thought when I got into this, this would be a hobby or something that you would do. And once you've done the app, you're done. But <laughs> that, that, that negativity quickly wore off as I realized what was involved with this. So it, I would look at this as could you consider doing another job um, with what you're doing now um, and, and really consider that. And do you have the support around you to assist you with this for sure? Yeah, and what about financially as well? Because I can imagine that, you know, you haven't gone to angel investors. You've probably raised the money from friends, family and credit cards and yourself. Is it worth the stress as well? I can imagine, do, did you find that a lot of the costs ran away with you or did you manage to control the costs? You know, perhaps you could talk us through the, like financially uh, any any tips that you learned throughout this whole process. Well, I mean, basically, when when I signed up to do this uh, app with the developers that I went with, uh, it was based on milestone payments. So that's something that I strongly recommend that um, that you have a regimented setup, and I knew exactly what was included in each of those the, the overall costs and services. So that was something that did not change, even though we did run long on on the project. Um, it was other things that I didn't really. I did some accounting for, but not maybe enough. Um, things like the legal end of things, um, even looking at systems with respect to um, email management systems and online systems, web hosting, that kind of things. Those costs add up and our monthly costs that um, I, I probably could have done a little bit more research in at the time. But I think that's a case of I didn't know what I didn't know. So um, it's been it's been an interesting a journey to discover what those things are and as long as you can uh, manage those those costs and um, I, I think then you're in a better position for sure. Yeah because I mean you're not a, a coder but you you set up these milestones then for um, making sure that the freelancer that you appointed reaches certain things to, to actually get the payment is that right so did you get some have you got some guidance for us on on those types of milestones? You know what? I honestly have to say, each time I went to make a payment, my hand was shaking. <laughs> it's not because <laughs> right. you think, okay, I'm a quarter of the way in. I'm a halfway in. At what point do I? Can I pull the plug if I need to? And you know, it. I I am by nature someone who works by the book. I am not used to being uh, working online with someone halfway across the world, and it was a very scary uh, proposition for me to be a position for me to be in. And it's still something that um, I have to work my head around, but. Um, as time goes on and getting more and more comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think as an entrepreneur, especially from someone coming from a corporate or maybe in my case, a healthcare um, sort of setting professionally, it was something that really took a lot to wrap my head around, uh, just that uncomfort of that uncertainty all the time. And uh, if you're okay with that, then you're, you'll be a great entrepreneur. But <laughs> it was something that I had to learn very quickly to get past that there are no boundaries, so to speak. And um, 
every decision I made uh, was based on 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 you know information that I had at my fingertips and had to believe that each decision I made was was good for what we were doing. So, yeah. yes. you know, Tommy, what we try to do sometimes is trying to get behind the stories here, and I love the story of the fact that you've passionately gone into building this app. I think that people listening to you will be inspired to perhaps follow the same path as you've followed. But in a way, uh, I was kind of wondering, I mean, would would you recommend any sort of resources for uh, learning online, you know, some of the stuff before you kind of go head first into, into building this? Are, are there any uh, any tips that you've got for, for any budding entrepreneurs who, who uh, may want to do the same thing, but perhaps need to learn a few of the the kind of core things first definitely i mean paul a year ago i didn't even know what a url was so that's that's where where i came from um and i'd never heard of a podcast before i mean i'd heard the word but i didn't know what that was so a podcast has been something that i am totally addicted to now and it offers so much information and uh for someone to be able to listen to your podcast for example and listen to these panel of experts really give away information and advice. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, other podcasts I listen to uh, with respect to marketing and social media and, and business development have all been tremendously, tremendously helpful for me to get a, a toehold in this new business that I knew nothing about. And I still am blown away every day with how this information is out there for free. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Tammy, now I have to say to the audience, apps to tribe, I did not pay you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's something that I'm grateful for every time I tune in. It's like, wow, there's a topic I knew I didn't know I needed, but I know I need to know that. So, um, definitely I have my favorite podcasts that, that I are go-to ones. And, um, uh, I've just learned so much in this past year that, and also online courses. Um, um, like I said, the course that got me going on with this was Shalene Johnson. Basically, she had a series of courses, one Smart Success and then another Marketing Impact Academy that one got me to do the app and then two has been my guideline with how to do marketing at a basic level in order to build my email list and to be able to create the, I guess, the buzz before even the app launched. So it was those courses and the podcasts with respect to um, how well we did when we first launched and for us to reach um, number one on iPad in Canada for the top paid fitness and health category within 17 days of launch and being able to hit number one in three countries around the world. Um, it's totally, I mean, this is something that I didn't hire a marketing company to do, but it has been facilitated by just all these free resources online. Yeah, let's actually go into that because there's a lot of questions I often get from app entrepreneurs about uh the launch, I tell you the common mistake, Tammy, which I think you could help with is that many app entrepreneurs, they come with a great idea and they want to build the app first and they just want to get it out there. And then they get these quotes for twenty, thirty thousand dollars and, you know, they start to try and raise some money and they start to build the app and they, they haven't spent one second uh, actually reaching out to people and, and figuring out whether it's a good idea. Uh, and I love that fact that you'd done that prior to actually even appointing those freelancers by by testing it out on social media and perhaps you can walk us through a little bit of that strategy because i think we could really save some people some money and some and some heartache uh, by it's getting some feedback first 
Yeah, it's been absolutely critical. And the feedback, um, as soon as I decided to do the app in December of 2013, right away on my social media, which again, I was very much a newbie on. I had an Instagram account, a Facebook account that I very rarely used. Um, I think I had maybe 125 followers on Instagram at that point. I decided, you know what, I'm going to start to post workouts that are very similar to those that will be in uh, the app and just see what kind of feedback I get. And immediately my Instagram account started to grow. And um, so that was one way I started to even test, is this a viable product? You know, they talk about the minimum viable product. And that was my way of testing. Is there a demand? Is there, a, is, is there excitement for this kind of workout? And pretty quickly saw that my audience was growing. Um, even once we got into the development of the app and as we neared completion of that, I knew the app inside out, my developers knew the app inside out, but we wanted to sort of see what happens when someone who knows nothing about the app touches the app and how do they play with it? Do they, you know, do they know and understand how to use it? So the beta testing group prior to our launch was critical in, in gathering information on, on people's thoughts and, and, and processes. And so that was an amazing, amazing experience to go through that. Um, and so those are two things that honestly I think were super valuable in, in launching and having a, an app that was user-friendly, first of all, and that functioned in a way that, that made sense to, to people. So very critical. Well, there's, there's two things we like to do before we say goodbye, Tammy. One is that we'd love to try and flesh out like new ideas, but I'm almost tempted to focus on pain points uh, in, a, in a way of doing this because you must have you know, over the last three months launching the app, you must have had uh, come across some frustrations uh, in, in what you're doing. Would you be able to think back to the last three months of this craziness of being on the app store and trying to promote the app and figuring all out the, the you know, bugs? And what's been the big frustration for you? Perhaps you could pull out like one or two frustrations from your, your work. I think the main frustration for me is, again, not knowing what I don't know. And we actually had a good but bad problem where... Our, our volume exceeded our server limit, and um, we ended up actually having a server crash about a month or so ago, and living through that was a very painful experience, but um, the, my tech team did a wonderful job in handling that in the end, but uh, what came of it was, honestly, because I had this new interaction with users, because they were complaining, one, that they couldn't access the app at one point, um, it gave a really great opportunity for me to interact with them and to get information from them. And, and it was nothing in the end, but a very positive experience. So um, just really looking at even these painful, painful, sleepless um, you know, things that happen to you and trying to spin them into a positive and learn from them has been an amazing process to go through as well. So, so Tommy, are you saying that you actually had so much volume that you crashed a service? What, uh, what caused that? Was it just uh, this, this, uh, was it was it a big download from your current audience, or, or, or was there some specific mention you got in the press? What, what you do know, you think caused that volume? Yeah, it was actually I believe um, um, I got featured on a large Instagram account, uh, and at that point there we had an influx of, of new users, but also it it was a day a Monday that was typically a heavy use day, and so I think it was a combination of one being a heavy use day as well as this influx of new users and combination of I think the tech team basically selected a, a server that was a little smaller than they anticipated <laughs> at, at that time so um, yeah in the end it worked out well but it, I was sweating bullets for a while there I have to say. <laughs> tell, tell me in 200 odd episodes I've done I've never had anyone uh, get like a load of downloads from Instagram uh, for their app and and you, you know this is just wonderful and 
how did you achieve that? Even though you get this mention, uh, surely, you know, there's no clickable links, I don't think. Uh, it's very hard on Instagram to, to click through to, to download an app. How, how, how did that actually kind of work for you? Instagram is actually my largest social media at the moment. I have uh, just over 11,000 followers on Instagram. And again, a year and a little, 13 months ago, I had 125. So it's been a huge, huge base and a huge source, particularly, um, I think, of Android uh, uh, users because Android is so large around the world. Here in Canada, US and Australia, I iOS obviously is very popular, but I believe a lot of my Android sales have been driven by by Instagram just from the pockets of the world where I see following me on Instagram, and that's then translated into the Android uh, sales that I see. So it is very definitely, I see when I have been featured or when there is a spike in my Instagram growing, the, those very much are echoed in the in the Google Play Store and the iOS Store. So um, yeah, it's definitely been a source of traffic. So I the only, only have one link in there that is a hot link, and that one right now I alternate between the iOS Store and the Google Play Store, and that's all I can do at this point. <laughs> Right, well, hot links. We need more hot links, please, Instagram. Uh, well, what I will do is I will put a link to uh, your uh, Instagram account on the show notes, so that uh, I mean, if people do try and f try and search for you, there there is a few dummy accounts in there, I think. But uh, uh, maybe they can look through your history and, and take some guidance on on some of the stuff that you've done. I've seen that you've posted some, uh, you know, pictures of the app, and uh, and this is a great tip for any app developer who's trying to promote them themselves you know to try and figure out uh, how, how to use instagram sure yeah that'd be great so um the final thing is you know you're an inspiring uh, app entrepreneur w what is on your phone what we would love to know one or two apps that you could recommend to us uh, that uh, help you get through the day it can be business it can be personal just i'm such uh, an app junkie and this is where my head went right? <laughs> so, oh that's hard to pick um one that i've just actually started using um that i'm loving is if this then that iftt i think it's actually gone now to if basic if and really it's this is what i was talking about de developing systems um it allows you to basically say for example if i take a post and uh, a photo on instagram then save it to my Dropbox account. So um, it basically links different different softwares and different apps together in ways that um, make your life a whole lot easier. So, so Tommy, we've had that mentioned a few times, but I wondered if you could open it up and tell us some of your recipes in there, because then that would be you know, quite useful. This, but that was one of them that I, I, I have started to use. Um, um, yeah, so no, I'm just exploring, honestly, right now, trying to see which one's will make my life easier and not more complicated because it's really easy to do that too. So I've just kind of been sorting through that and sifting through what works and what hasn't worked for me. So. Right. Okay. Great. Uh, so again, I'll uh, put links to, to that as well. So this has been just great. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been wonderful talking to you. It's the reason I do this podcast is to meet people like yourself, Tammy. How best can we reach out and connect with you? What's the best way? Um, you can email me directly. Um, you can go to contact us at fitspark.com. So that's my direct email. Or connect with me on Facebook at the Fitspark Facebook page. Or follow okay. me, like I said, on Instagram, which is at TINCAM, T-I-N-K-A-M. There's an example of a mistake. I developed the Instagram account prior to the app and didn't convert quickly enough once my audience started to grow. So, 
<laughs> figure out how to how to work that better in my favor oh no don't you think there should be some kind of thing of, of uh, migrating accounts or trying to merge them or something because uh yeah it's just annoying that unfortunately uh we can't do that so uh, well if anyone's struggling to find those i'll just put those on uh, it's episode 272 the just search out uh, for tammy weeder and you'll see uh links to uh, all of her social media accounts and I certainly recommend going and checking out what she's doing on Instagram because uh, that sounds phenomenal Tammy thank you very much for joining us on the show uh, all the best with uh, what you got going on there and, and thanks for helping people work out and try and get fit thank you so much Paul I so appreciate this opportunity to share <laughs>